Welcome in to episode 21 of On The Move. I'm Josh Clark alongside Kenneth Nash. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the dominant performances for both the Choctaw baseball team and Lady Choctaw softball team this past weekend. We've got some action to recap from the track and field and tennis teams, and we've also got an extended sideline session, and Kenneth, this is a good thing because who wants to hear us talk anyway? We've got an extended sideline session with senior infielder of the Choctaw baseball team, Blaine Krim. All that and more coming right up. Starting off with the Lady Choctaw softball team, if you couldn't have already guessed, it was another dominant weekend, Kenneth, for the MC softball team. They were at Christian Brothers up in Memphis this past weekend, coming in on a bit of a hot streak. They had won uh, four of their last six going into the weekend, but really from the first pitch this past weekend, Kenneth, it was just lights out for Lady Choctaws. They won the first game 4-3, to three, won the second game on Saturday 9-2, to two, and then won the final game of the doubleheader, Kenneth, 19 Yeah, to that's nothing. definitely came alive. 19 to nothing in five innings, and in that game alone, there was a lot of scoring, a lot of home runs. Anne-Marie Peavy homered to right center uh, in the first inning to kind of kick things off. Then Carly Crawford drove in a run, uh, our, uh, one of our own, one, the on, on the move, a former on the move guest, Morgan Bradford, actually had a grand slam. And Kenneth, she told us a few weeks ago that we had been her bad luck charm, and she had been in a slump ever since she was on the show. Yep. But we now called her out on it this past weekend and said, <laughs> no, we're a good luck charm because you hit a grand slam. She's just a power hitter now. Yeah, she's a power hitter now. So she drove that in She drove that in, in the third inning. And Kenneth, this was just such a quick game. It, it ended in five innings because of the run rule. But the fact that by the third inning, MC was up 15 to nothing, I mean, in three innings. That, yeah, they, they did a great job of, of swinging the bats well early, jumped out to a pretty you know pretty sizable lead. Absolutely. Uh, that's a good job of taking advantage of a struggling Christian Brothers team. Yes. Uh, Christian Brothers is 1-19 and, one and 19 in conference this season, 9-30 and 30 on the year. Um, so it was a good job of, you know, Stepping on the gas, keeping keeping the foot on the gas throughout the entire series, it really helps the Lady Choctaws out. They've now won five in a row. Uh, they moved to thirty and ten on the season. They're thirteen and seven in conference, which has them fourth in conference. But yeah. for postseason purposes, they're third because yes. they're behind Auburn Montgomery, who is ineligible for postseason play this right. year. So uh, they really just trail Alabama Huntsville and West Florida right now. And they're really riding a hot streak, and they're playing excellent, especially especially at home. Fourteen for sure. and two at home. Absolutely. And and Kenneth, we talked to Rudy Qualls about this last week. She was telling us, you know, taking on a struggling team, they needed to keep that same mindset. And it looks like they got that message because they were dominant, especially at the plate, on the mound. Corey Cooper and Hannah Creel wheeling and dealing as always. They split the third game. They actually played uh, or three, three innings for Creel and two innings for Cooper in that third game, both allowing just one hit through those five innings in the second game of the series, a 9-2 to win, of course. Corey Cooper and Maddie Lancaster split. Cooper only giving up one hit and two runs. Maddie Lancaster giving up three hits and no runs through four innings. And then in the first game, Hannah Creel just keeping the Lady Choctaws alive. They were actually tied 3-3 to going into the sixth inning. Then uh, 
going into the seventh inning, Bailey Frudenberg doubling to right center, driving Bradford to third, and driving Hannah Claypool in for the game-winning run, and then Creel and Cooper on the mound for six and one innings. So good, good, good overall weekend for the Lady Choctaws, and now they're moving on to shorter this weekend. They'll be back home. Kenneth, you mentioned that 14 and two home record, very dominant showing here at the MC Softball Complex. We'll see if they can keep that up as the season kind of approaches an end they've only got 11 games left in the year and see if they can get out, out to a hot note and finish on a strong note because they're only two games back second place right now yeah sure thing for the great job by the lady Choctaws we're going to dive in really quickly to baseball we're just going to kind of run through some of the scores uh update you on the standings obviously like Josh said in the intro we have an extended interview with extensive ex- extended interview yes. and extensive interview with Blaine Krim senior infielder for the baseball team Terrific but they were interview. also up in Memphis this past weekend taking on Christian Brothers. Uh, they picked up a three-game sweep uh, that, that extended their series wins to three in a row, or probably uh, two sweeps in a row. Uh, they won the first game 16-3. to The bats really were just outstanding. Yeah. Uh, picked up a 6-1 win in the first game on Saturday. They picked up a 9-0, game, uh, 9-0 win and a second shortened game uh, in the doubleheader Saturday. They were in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, taking on Henderson State on Tuesday. Non-conference midweek matchup. They picked up a 10-7 victory there. They've now won seven in a row. That's the second longest winning streak in the conference. And Josh, they're all the way up to second place now. They're 23-12 and in uh, over the course of the season. 15-5 and in conference. They trail only West Florida. They're playing really, really good baseball right now. Uh, so hopefully they can keep things going. They're going to be here back home uh, in Clinton at Frierson Field taking on Shorter University this weekend. A couple of games uh, Friday, April 12th, and then a, a third game Saturday, uh, April 13th. So make sure to check that out. And Kenneth, like you mentioned, that was a very – very good weekend for the Choctaws, and now it seems like we talked with Blaine Kerman about this, and you're going to hear about it just a second. That he seems, it seems like everything is now clicking for that Choctaw baseball team. So really exciting times for them as they approach the end of their season, trying to even clinch that first seed overall. They're only a couple games back of West Florida, so we're going to go ahead and dive right in. This is honestly one of our one of our best interviews of the year, Kenneth. It was a very it was a very entertaining one to to take part in. So we hope you enjoy. Here's the sideline session. Transitioning into our sideline session for the week, we're joined this week by uh, another back-to-back Kenneth. Back-to-back weeks we've had MC history uh, makers, history setters, record setters. This week we're joined by Blaine Krim, the senior infielder for the Choctaw baseball team. Blaine, great to have you. Thanks for having me, man. It's awesome. I've been excited to hear about this, and I've been listening to you all, so I'm excited. Look at that. Kenneth. That's the highest praise we've ever received. That is like, <laughs> I, I'm going to go put that on my resume now. Like Blaine Krim listens to our podcast, so... Blaine, let's let's go ahead and dive right in. So obviously, this season, baseball team, twenty three and twelve right now on a seven game win streak. Y'all are really hitting your stride. Just a couple weeks left in the season, but it hasn't always kind of been that way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, kind of a slow start. Some it, Kenneth and I talked about it a little while on the podcast that it almost seemed like y'all were just never able to get everything to click in one weekend. Mm-hmm. One weekend, pitching would be good, hitting would be off. One The next weekend, hitting would be on, pitching would be off. It was just kind of a back and forth, but now it seems like y'all are kind of hitting your stride. What's kind of been what's kind of been the thought process and the mindset around the baseball team last few weeks? Mm-hmm. So I think early on in the season, there was a bunch of pressure on us. Um, you know, you don't want to put the pressure on yourself, and, you know, Coach talks about not let the pressure get to you. But, you know, it kind of does, especially when you come from – 
where we came from three years ago and four years right. ago. It's just tough. I don't think we really knew how to handle it uh, early on in the season. And we kind of got, like you said, complacent, um, thought that it should have just been handed to us. I mean, the number one preseason ranking. And, I mean, we knew we had a lot of returners coming back. So we were just like, oh, if we just got them play, then we'll be fine. But that hit us pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, like you said early on, we just couldn't click on all the cylinders. I mean, say even if we had pitching and offense, our defense wouldn't be there. So I think it just took us kind of feeling everybody out. I mean, we had some new key guys like Chauncey and then moved Duke to the outfield and um, insert Dirt Hollinghead into the rotation. So, you know, some new guys are making big impacts, and it just took us a little while to get that chemistry back. And honestly, it took us a little while to have fun playing again. And I know I hate to say that because you always want to have fun playing, but yeah. when you put pressure on yourself, you kind of you don't get to have fun like you want to. But now at practice and just during the games on road trips, we're just loose having fun. So I think, you know, I think we got it rolling and just try to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned chemistry, and I want to – kind of zigzag over to um we, we talked about Tom we, when we interviewed Tom we talked a lot about this senior class and y'all as a recruiting class y'all came in obviously a lot of impact players you Tommy uh Hunter Sykes Tim Holloway I'm sure I'm short shortchanging somebody else there um but what was that kind of like I mean did you kind of have that feeling y'all were one of the first real division two classes but y'all kind of became really quickly even as freshmen y'all became kind of some of the faces of the, the program yeah was that kind of did y'all kind of feel that chemistry out the, your freshman sophomore year I mean if you look at it now obviously Sykes starts at shortstop Tim Holloway's having one of his best years here at MC fortunately Tommy went down with an injury but he was slotted to have a big role so what's that kind of been like to have such a you know a star-studded senior class yeah I mean we're definitely uh, extremely close because I mean, we just feel like we've been playing together for like 15 years now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Tommy's been my roommate the past two years, so me and him have a really special relationship. And, you know, it's tough that I don't get to play with him my last year like I want to. But, you know, he'll definitely help the team out next year, um, closing out, you know, games. But, um, yeah, we got Tim. He's from Mobile, so he's about 20 minutes away from where I'm from. And, you know, we played against each other growing up and knew of each other. And, uh, Hunter Sykes was a new guy and you know he got redshirted his freshman year and then came out of nowhere his sophomore year and really helped us out when we needed it uh, on that win streak and you know was um, a big force last year and this year is just playing out of his mind at shortstop and getting key hits and you know playing small ball and uh, I definitely say we're extremely close. I mean, honestly, everybody on the team's close. We're not. We don't have clicks. We all hang out together. I mean, we'll go somewhere and pack twenty people to go eat somewhere. <laughs> and you know, just being here four years is something that you know you don't really think. So this has been a long time, but I mean, we've all matured from eighteen-year-olds to twenty-two-year-olds, and all you know about to take a big step um, into the real world. So. You know, those are guys that I'll definitely have relationships with forever and definitely really appreciate them just because they've been here from the start and we've been through some stuff that some other guys haven't. So we'll definitely have that relationship that, you know, lasts for a lifetime. Yeah, and so now that you, you mentioned that y'all are kind of – you're starting to feel like you're playing loose. I wanted to ask, does it kind of feel like – does it feel kind of like the same – feeling that y'all had around this time last year obviously this time last year y'all were up in the top three top four of the GST just like you are right now and you're rolling right along heading into the tournament on a hot note does it kind of feel the same way does because obviously you've been here for four years you've felt 
the lows of lows and you felt the highs of highs. Mm -hmm. Does it kind of feel like that positive, encouraging note right now in the season that we're we're on a roll and we're on the way in the right direction? Oh yeah. I mean when you get to play loose and, you know, really have no worries, then that's when you're playing at your best. I mean, it kinda goes back to uh, I was talking to somebody the other day that some some of the best baseball I've ever played is playing in the summer. And that's just because you don't have the pressure of performing for your school. And, I mean, of course, you don't want to go out to the summer and lose every single game, but it's just a bunch of guys that you don't know that you only get a few months with that you just rally together, have fun, go play, and that's the only goal is to have fun and, you know, get better. And that's just when some of the guys play their best baseball. I mean, I've played with some guys in the summer that are very successful in the summer, and they just don't do well when they go back to school just because of the, the pressure. Um, but right now, I mean, it's just kind of – you know, baseball's fun again, and, you know, we got a bunch of guys who this is their last year, yeah. and we kind of had a meeting a few weeks ago when we were struggling a little bit. Just play for the guy that's next to you because, you I mean, you're not going to ever play with him again. Right. And, so, you know, a lot of us, this is our last go-round, and um, last time to ever wear, you know, chalk tar on your chest, and, you know, it kind of hits you like the reality is it's coming soon, and um, – it's tough, I mean, to realize that, but at the same time, it makes it all the more better. I mean, it's a special season. You got to get and have have as much fun as you can playing and playing with guys that are your brothers. And I just think we've gotten to that point where everybody's super close. You know, nobody's having selfish at bats. I mean, even the dugouts on us, helping us out. And um, yeah, I would definitely say, I mean, we're just going out there having fun, not really caring who the opponent is and playing for each other rather than playing to, um, against the other team yeah and and so kind of going off of what you're talking about with summer league so obviously you were playing the great lakes this past summer right mm -hmm. and i i remember seeing on twitter uh just all across the board all summer long blaine crim blaine crim <laughs> blaine crim and then i think you're even great lakes mvp right and Correct. so kenneth we're we're talking to like a, a living college baseball legend right? <laughs> yeah. pretty much and Not so quite. uh i wanted to <laughs> talk about uh with with your summer and you've you've played just about every have you played most summers every summer or i've played all three yeah. all three summers and i know that starting in sophomore year you actually had shoulder surgery right or aren't uh or start, i had elbow surgery elbow, at the surgery. Start of sophomore, El yeah. elbow surgery the start of sophomore year uh with those summer league games under your belt does it ever feel like and i know you mentioned that with summer league you just get you go out loose and go out have mm -hmm. fun and just play the game does it ever help keep you kind of do you feel like you need to stay I guess for lack of a better term warm during mm -hmm. the summer getting ready for the next season ahead yeah oh for sure for um hitters I think summer ball is great I mean you go out and get uh, I've had I got to basically play a minor league season last year with uh, if you combine MC and summer ball which is awesome um it definitely can get tiring and you know sometimes you wonder why you're out there but <laughs> at the same time I mean I the league I got to go in is, I mean, it's one of the top ten in the country. It's good competition. Got to play with a bunch of big Division One guys. Uh, and I got to play for one of the best teams in the country just for the way they are run and the organization that it's fully student-run. I mean, there's like 60 interns, and they just try and make it a minor league experience for us. Wow. So, it's I mean, we average like over a 1,000 fans every game. Wow. Um, and it's just great. I mean, you get to go out there and have fun. You have kids that have no idea who you are, but they think you're Derek Jeter, which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, yeah, 
we were talking about it before the podcast saying like how it's tough to you know go hit after three or four years right. it's tough to go hit after a month yeah. yeah i mean it's tough just getting that timing right and um keeping the swing like you want it and just feeling your swing so i mean during the season it's tough to even take one day off i mean you want to take them here and there but if your swing's feeling good then you want to keep it going so that's kind of what was my mentality was i just want to keep it going i thought it was a good opportunity to get some exposure to some teams and i i definitely don't regret going out there and i had two great summers out there and i'll look back and definitely be thankful for those yeah uh i want to jump in a little bit about your you know your career at mc obviously you came in um started playing right right away as a freshman you hit uh 300 your freshman year you built upon that we hit 335 sophomore year and he hit 383 last year and I, I, I we talked to we interviewed chris crosby interviewed billy cameron and tommy we kind of interviewed him and we asked them about their kind of personal goals and obviously with the with the stat line you put up last year hit 383 average you struck out what was it 11 times in the entire season 11 strikeouts and 206 at bats obviously though that's i mean it's hard to repeat that um, it, you can have a very successful season and not repeat that stat line. So, what was it like for you trying to set out those, you know, those realistic goals in mind, knowing that you weren't necessarily going to be able to build on it like you had the first couple of years when you saw your average spike thirty mm-hmm. or forty points? What was it like just trying to trying to set those goals and what those goals kind of look like for you this year? Uh, it was kind of just having to sit back and really analyze what type of player I thought I was and what I wanted to be, and not, you know, have goals that were just unreasonable. Um, I mean, Zach Shannon, who was at Delta State last year, <laughs> yeah. who hits 31 home runs, that's not reasonable. That's just a freak. Um, he's tearing up the minors right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just – he had no business being in Division Two baseball. But, um, yeah, just sitting back, kind of seeing what type of player I thought I could be and then um, setting goals that would, you know, push me every single day. And, I mean, the guys will make fun of me because they say I'm a stat guy and we do have a few of those on the team. But – it's not – I mean, of course it's easy to get selfish looking at them, but I don't want to be selfish looking at them like that. I want it to be looking where I am, know how far I need to go. And, um, yeah, last year started off pretty cold. Um, some guy, I mean, the team, I was, like, hitting the lowest at one point. I remember, mm-hmm. like, 15, 20 games in the season. And, I mean, that just pushed me to want to get better. I mean, we were winning games, so I was not complaining at all, but – I knew that we could be that much better if I would be able to hit as well because that would hitting in the three four spot, you know, you can really start some rallies and hit some people in. So, um, look, got, looking into this year, I mean, the summer ball, the doubles numbers were up, so I definitely was confused on why I can't do that back here. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about the doubles this year and um, the home runs. I think are actually higher than they were at this point last year. Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully I can get hot, you know, like I was last year. And um, I know Billy's getting hot, Chauncey's getting hot. Um, Dupe and Grant hitting above me are staying hot, and they're just easy to hit in. So, And then we're able to flip the order now. That's that's a big key to staying mm-hmm. hot. So um, really just, you know, keeping those goals in mind, not keeping them, you know, too high, and just every day trying to go out there and – you know, goals are cool and all, but if I can go for four and still have the team win, then that'll be great. Yeah, I want to keep. I want to stay on that track real quick. Obviously, you're not having a bad season by any means. Three forty-five average, seventeen doubles, eight home runs. I think you are on a 
more home run pace this year than you were last year. But I, as somebody who, I mean, I've obviously not spent near amount of time that you have around the program, but I've called a lot of games uh, on, on a, for, for MC. So I've gotten to kind of see a lot of your at-bats over the years. And it seems like to me that this year you're not seeing the hittable pitches as early in the count. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I may be you know wrong on that. Feel free to correct me. But it feels like you, you're having to go a little bit deeper in the counts to yeah. see those hittable pitches. Is that kind of, I mean, as somebody who prides himself on being such a good hitter, can that get kind of frustrating? Obviously, you have the help behind you. You know, Billy's having a fantastic year. Chauncey just transferred in. I mean, he's really been lighting it up, especially recently. I mean, I'm sure that takes some of the pressure off, but definitely as somebody who sees himself as a producer offensively, is that kind of frustrating? What's that kind of feel like, you know, as a mindset when you know you're not seeing the pitches that you were maybe sophomore, junior season? Yeah, um, I mean, it's tough because, you know, selfishly I want to hit. Um, and there's definitely some walks I could have taken throughout this year. Um, I know there's three or four I could have taken last weekend that could have helped me out a lot. But, um, like, me and Coach Rez were talking that, like, almost every time I take a walk, Billy gets a hit. Mm-hmm. And that's something I need to realize because, um, like, say I go up to a bat and I'm like, okay, this guy's been feeding me breaking balls all day. I'm going to sit breaking ball. And I get one, but say it's – you know low in the zone and all I can do with that is hit a hard ground ball and yeah I hit it hard cool but you know that's not gonna help the team or I could get patient go deep in the count and see what happens then and I think that's kind of why the strikeout numbers are up a little bit is because I've just lately I've been trying to be patient and then three two I still don't want to walk so I swing, <laughs> it, I swing at stuff that I probably shouldn't but um yeah it's tough I mean you know, still naively, I go up there and think sometimes I'm going to see a fastball right down the middle, and that's not – that doesn't happen very much. But, um, yeah, freshman year, I mean, after my first conference weekend, I didn't see many fastballs after that, and I haven't since. Um, it's just about um, the key that I think for me is hitting anything up in mm-hmm. the zone. It doesn't matter what pitch it is, just hit it up early. Because if I let somebody throw me and get me over a breaking ball that I could hit – but I take that for strike one, then he's got that on me already. And, I mean, I'd like to think that I'm an okay two-strike hitter, so I'm, I don't want to panic or, by any means. But just really hunting something up that I can drive into the gap, just hit hard, that's really what I'm looking for now. And um, I think lately it's kind of been working out for me, so um, just trying to get back on that hot streak. And then um, really everybody in the lineup has been going, so yep. that will be exciting to see. Okay, and finally, Blaine, we got to ask, over the last five days, my Twitter, like I said, just like it was this past summer, it's been Blaine Krim, Blaine Krim. <laughs> Two specific stats in general. I know you mentioned that you're kind of a stats guy, so I wanted to ask you about this. Obviously, this past weekend, you set the all-time hits record for MC. This past Tuesday, you set the all-time doubles record for MC. And we were talking to Kristen Qualls last week, Rudy. She actually had broke the MC all-time RBI record for the softball team. And when we asked her about her grand slam that did it, she said, I didn't actually didn't even know that that was like the one that was going to do it. And so obviously if you're a stats guy, and I know that in every game recap every weekend, Kyle Lewis would always put Blaine Krim had two hits. He's now this many hits away (laughs) from the all-time record. Did you ever, do you ever kind of think about that? Does that ever kind of in the back of your mind as this season's been progressing or has it been just like same mindset of not thinking about that, just thinking about, um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely thought about it here and there. I mean, I, I think I knew that some were reachable before the season started that I did not know that I was going to be able to reach. And there's definitely some that are that are out of reach because there's some guys that absolutely tore it up here. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, I think look looking at it the way I looked at it was if I was able to achieve those records, and that means that the team was doing great because if I was able to achieve those, and that means I'm hitting, and that means that I'm helping out the team. So, I mean, there's a little selfishness in there that, you know, of course you don't want there, but at the same time, sometimes I just had – I got to have those goals that help push me to, you know, produce, which in turn will help us win. And, yeah, I didn't know – about this past weekend because my mom came two weeks ago yeah. and she was like I would love if you could you know get these f- five hits while I'm here um, and of course I was not able to do that and she's been out watching my sister play volleyball but uh, my dad's a trooper he comes to every single game he's only missed four in um, four years wow. so wow. he's he's a man but um, yeah he keeps up with it too so and sometimes he'll remind me here and there and me and uh matt Brett, our trainer had it going he would he would help me and you know it kind of pushed me but at the same time it also put some pressure on myself that i didn't need um but those are done so i'm kind of glad those are behind me the monkeys off my chest kind of like coach harith was saying but um yeah i'm definitely blessed to be able to do that didn't really know that i was ever going to be able to do that coming in here and um it was a humbling opportunity that you know, I'm glad I was able to do, but I think some of those might be broken by Grant Barber. Really? He's been yeah. oh, he's been electric this year. Yeah. Um, real quick, one final question. I know you said that was the last question. I got one more. You mentioned Coach Hayworth, and uh, I, I kind of want to dive in there because one thing that we've definitely seen over the past couple of years with his time here at MC is his willingness to kind of rearrange the batting order, rearrange mm-hmm. positions. Uh, and it seems like the guys really buy into their role. Obviously, when Billy came in, you transitioned from third base to first base, which you told me that, that was you were glad to do yep, that. You preferred playing first. Great move. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, one thing, uh, Dylan Duplichet, he, he, he had a batting average in the 220s last year. He was hitting a leadoff at one point. Or early in the season, they switched him to the leadoff spot, and he's having a career year. Um, you want to talk about Grant Barber, Hunter Sykes. He, they made the flip at shortstop and second, and that kind of turned things around. So, is that I mean is that a team mantra to kind of buy into your role and I think yeah. is that does that play into your success you think yeah for sure uh I mean his big thing is being bought in and trusting the process and then you may not see the result immediately but you know in the end it will all work out and I mean I think that goes back just to Sam when he was telling me to buy in as a freshman and me uh, Tim Sykes Tommy I mean there were m- multiple times our freshman year we were called in the office and he's like look guys I need y'all to like cross this line and trust me and be there for me and have my back I'm gonna have y'alls and just you know it's gonna work out and that was very tough to see but it you know dogpiling it was clear yeah. and um yeah it's tough I mean when you don't know like of course I would like at one time I was like I need to play third base mm-hmm. and then Billy comes in and I watch him play third base and I'm like nah I do not need to play third base anymore <laughs> and Dupe is an incredible shortstop but with him in right field that's our best lineup and it just goes to tell you if you trust Coach Hayworth, it all works out. Because Duke, I don't know if you noticed his first two years, is very tall in his stance. Mm-hmm. One day, he's, Coach Hayworth's like, I mean, are you ready to change it? He's like, I think I figured it out. And Duke's like, I mean, Coach, anything, I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. I think since it, it squats down, gets in his legs, he's murdering baseballs now. Yeah. He could be hitting close to 500, I believe, yeah. if he has his balls fall. Yeah. Um, Sykes, I mean, he knows his role. He's more of a defensive guy and small small ball guy, so he's not going to go out there and try to hit bombs. So, um, you know, there's guys mixed around all the time, and everybody knows that, and that is in the back of your head, but it pushes you to do the best that you can and just trust in what he says, and it all, you know, 
tends to work out. Yeah, Dylan's his batting average is up seventy six points this year. Yeah, he was in two twenty five last year. He's in two eighty one so far this yeah. year. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he's a, he's a, he's the rock. I mean, it feels like I think he leads off like every single game with a hit. It's stupid. Yeah, with backside ground ball, <laughs> yeah. ground ball in the four hole every yeah. time. And Grant bunts him over, and then I come up to second base, and I tend to pop out or something. <laughs> no, pop out? Uh, yeah, okay. Three forty-five says otherwise. Yeah, every, maybe maybe once every. every <laughs> yeah. Well, Blaine, we're gonna need uh, two autographs before you leave. But 100%, besides that, yes, yes, because honestly, then in five years when we're watching him, when we're famous, we'll autograph something for you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, and I don't know how well that's gonna go, but we know. Yeah, when we're watching you on Sunday Night Baseball, we're gonna need those autographs so I can hang well, out my mantle. That yeah. would be nice. That would yeah. be nice. Yeah. Well, Blaine, thanks so much for joining us, and hey, good luck in the rest of the season. Y'all got a hot streak. We're we're loving talking about it. I appreciate it, fellas. It was fun. We hope you enjoyed that sideline session with I did. Blaine Krim. Uh, Going to talk a little bit of tennis real quick. Uh, both teams were in action this past weekend here at uh, MC. Uh, the women picked up a 4-3 win over Lee. That moves them to 12-1 on the season. They're 6-1 in conference. They've now won eight straight matches. The tennis team Woo. really starting to light things up. Uh, the men were also in action taking on Lee here. They fell 6-1. to one. They're now 5-10 and 10 on the season, 3-4 and four in conference. They're struggling a little bit, look to right the ship. Uh, moving forward, both teams will be in action uh, this upcoming weekend. They're going to be in Pensacola, Florida, taking on Valdosta on Friday, and then they'll take on West Florida on Saturday. So a couple of conference matchups for the tennis teams this upcoming weekend. And Kenneth, also this past Friday at the James Parkman uh, track and fi- track here at MC, they concluded their home slate, the Choctaws and Lady Choctaw track and field teams, and they had, on Friday, April 5th, Lady Choctaws won six events, Choctaws won four events, it was also senior day, and for full results, go ahead and go over to GoChoctaws.com, check that out, and they'll also be in action next Friday at the Millsaps Tri-Meet. And the last sport we want to tee up real quick, the golf team will be in action this weekend up in Mobile. They're taking part in the Gulf South Conference Championship, so make sure to follow along if you're up in Mobile. Try to check those out as the, the team looks to wrap up a uh, wrap up their season uh, up there in Mobile. And so, Kenneth, now, I mean, we're at the end of Episode 21, so what's your final thought for this week? Uh, Josh, my final thought, obviously, is is just a little bit about the success of the teams we've got going right here. The women's yeah. tennis team is having a phenomenal phenomenal year. Yeah. Uh, the softball team obviously is playing electric, and then the baseball team has really found their stride. There's a lot of postseason aspirations for these spring sports, um, and, and I'm really looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing uh, postseason uh, play coming out of MC and hopefully bring some more championships to the school. And they're all heating up at the right time. So that's all we've got for you this week. It was an exciting week, and we'll talk to you next time. Until then, go Choctaws.